but you have always been in and around the scene, so to speak, yeah. right? And I think that in a lot of ways that helps define relationships, right? So if we look back and we say, okay, who were you spending your time with as you were going through those developmental years, right? As a young, as a young pup, and then growing up making your friends that you probably still have lifetime relationships with, but the people that you spend the most time with in your life now versus those that you spent your time with then, how, what would you say the differences between those individuals are, whether it's economic, whether it's spiritual or whether it's anything in between? You know, that's a, it's an interesting question. Um, I think that everybody has a uh, part of their life, a stepstone in their life where they're at a certain position. And I was in a position when I was, you know, in my early, te- early, early teens that my family was everything. My dad was everything. My grandparents were, my mom, my sisters. Um, you know, then you transition into, you know, you're going out on your own. You know, I was mm-hmm. out on my own when I was 18 years old. And, uh, you know, there's just, I don't know, that's an interesting question. I, I will tell you that I, I, I don't want to, I don't like surrounding myself with people who are lazy. Mm-hmm. And you can be very successful and be lazy. You there's some people be, in, our, in our sphere that we could name some names. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can be not very successful and have money problems but be uh, be the most hardworking person you've mm-hmm. ever met. Mm-hmm. So I would I don't wouldn't want to put it into a financial context. Yep. I would put it more into um, I don't like stupid people and I don't like lazy people. Mm-hmm. Bottom and, line. And would you say and I, can, and I literally can't put up? It, it just it drives me bananas. Like when I I have I've had salespeople in the past that I'm like, hey, I ask you to do this task, call these people, do whatever the task is. I've yeah. asked you to do yeah. that. Oh, I just ran out of time yesterday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I go, do you have a family? Mm-hmm. No. I go, do you have kids? No. Do you have a wife? No. What do you do all day? <laughs> because I have two small children and yeah. a wife and a family, and I am still manage to work my butt off and take care of everything I need to take care of to be successful. And you didn't have enough time in the day, and you have three loans closing next month. Mm-hmm. You should have time to run a marathon or do whatever it is. People make excuses for their laziness. Do you still have those tough conversations? I mean, it's not tough on you. Sometimes it's tough on the person you know, receiving that, and then they have a choice on how to, how to receive that they message. Do. Yeah, they do. Um, you know, I found, Steve, and you may have found the same thing over the years. I, I used to hate, I still hate letting people go, right? Mm-hmm. It's one of mm-hmm. the hardest things you can do. But I also think it's one of the most brave and one of the best things you can do for some people. Some people have such an ethic of not quitting something that they work hard, they work hard, they don't get anywhere with it because it's just the, not the right fit for them, Yeah. right? And I've actually let people go that I, because, listen, I'm doing you a favor. Yeah, this, yeah. This, we you, both need this. You, you yeah. We both need this. Maybe this isn't the right mortgage company for mm-hmm. you. Maybe mm-hmm. this is not the right industry for mm-hmm. you. Um, maybe I'm not the right leader for you. Maybe I'm not the right leader for right? you. So I'm, do, I, I said, I'm not doing this because you're fired. Yeah. I'm just doing this because... The chemistry doesn't work and it doesn't work or, you know, you shouldn't be in this. And I'm, and I'm actually going to do you a favor. And I've actually had a couple of people call me years later and say, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of them had just gone to another company, you know, just different leadership style. Mm-hmm. Uh, he needed to be more micromanaged mm-hmm. and I don't micromanage people. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one had just completely left the industry and was the happiest person when I saw them ever. Yeah. So and there have uh, been many a times I'm sure where, you know, I've had those days where I'm like, God, this industry is just 
kicking yeah. my ass. You know, I need to lately probably. <laughs> well, the last couple of years, as you know, have just been magical from a from an economic and financial standpoint for our personal P and Ls, but from an emotional side, it's been very challenging, right? Yeah. With family and with kids and trying. You know, you, I mean, you know my situation. So it's um, it, it hasn't been an easy task, and and I think, but I think in some ways, with this. With rates having lifting, lifting the way that they have, and the way that they seem to be trending, uh, it's given us more time, right, to be able to reflect on. Whew, I made it because we knew over the last couple of years, like God, when is this phone going to stop ringing? Yeah, I need a day off. I need you a day off. I need right? an hour off. Just yeah, I need to eat lunch. Right. Yeah, I haven't eaten lunch in three days. And now it's like I haven't had my phone ring in three right? days. So how do you handle that? You know, from a from a leadership perspective, from a coaching from, standpoint, yeah. um, I I said. This is what you and I talked about. This is what we're doing right now, right? We're, you know, we're still keeping our names out there, uh, doing the things that we should have been doing two years ago. And with my guys at the office, I preach, work on your CRM. That's mm-hmm. your database management. Mm-hmm. Make sure that your clients know who you are. Take the time to pick up the phone, talk to clients, do a review, a mortgage review, talk to your referral partners out there, develop their relationships, and also pay attention to your family. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to your friends because mm-hmm. you probably haven't done that very good job over the last couple yep. of years. And please tell me you saved money over the last right. two years. Right. right? And right. Some of them haven't. Yeah. Unfortunately. Well, we went through that, you know, when you, there have been times where, you know, whether it's the mid 90s where the rates went from 14 to nine to eight, seven, you know, and you're refinancing people. And it just seems like that they're just, you know, the phone rings. And then you have times where. Like 2020, uh, 2001 mm-hmm. after 9 11. Yep, after the dot com. And then the dot com mm-hmm. happened right mm-hmm. then, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a tough time. The that United was. States went into a recession. Obviously, yep. 2008, yep. 2009, horribly, 95% of the people in our industry left the industry. Yeah. Uh, we didn't. And then you we had it, it became more regulated, which I think was a good thing. It needed to be the Sometimes case at the time. It's, it's become some of that regulation now is is showing its ugly head in the form of like the points and fees violations you can have that Fannie Mae yep. and Freddie Mac put in, in place with a non QM with a QM loan, um, where or prepayment penalties. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've seen rate sheets right now, right? They, they go up to maybe eight eight and a quarter percent. But there's hardly ever any par, uh, above par pricing where uh-huh. you're get, getting money back because the investors, number one, know that if they close that you, they let you close your borrower at seven point eight seven five percent, right? That that borrower is going to refinance in two years, and mm-hmm. that means that mortgage-backed security holder and the servicer mm-hmm. who had to pay a point to get this, and they're going to be in and, the red. And they're making mm-hmm. about thirty basis points mm-hmm. a year. They're going to they're they're basically doing it for free, not even free. They're giving money away yeah. to do it. So that's not a good investment, and that's why we used to have prepayment penalties. So it would make the mortgage-backed security holder and the servicer whole if it paid off within that first. Well, think three about years. that. Almost all commercial loans have prepayment yes, loans. Yes, they do. Like there's, we, we have some non-QM loans that mm-hmm. do have, but that's the reason. It's yeah. Because if you want you have to, to be have profitable. Liquid, if you want liquidity <laughs> in the interest rate market, in the mortgage market, if yeah. you want liquidity and money enough to be able to, to, to finance homes all across the state for, you know, for the whole United States, which is trillion of dollars, right? Mm-hmm. If you want that liquidity there, the liquidity comes from Wall Street, and it comes from the individual investors, and it comes from the institutional investors who buy mortgage-backed securities. And if they know that if they buy a mortgage-backed security pool full of sevens and eight percent mortgages, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's going to be worthless in two years when rates come back yeah, down. Yeah, right. Yeah, and because they don't have to come that far, if they if they One came point, down to six yeah. percent from from seven and a half, right? People are going to refinance, and they've lost all their money. In fact, they've lost they've they've lost probably. 
maybe another 50% of what they put into it. I mean, it's a, it's a big, it's a big no, deal. No, it is. And, and you being an entrepreneur, myself included, us uh, you know, running our P&Ls for many years, uh, we understand that. Yeah. From, a, from a loan officer perspective, what percentage of loan officers do you think even, even comprehend that or choose to go down that road to learn about it? Because that's uh, important uh, to understand done. how your industry almost works. Almost done. No. They don't. They, no. they don't understand how the actual mortgage market works. You know, they don't understand that there is the loan originator, right? When we fund as, as a uh, as a non-depository bank, we fund that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But then we take that and we're going to sell that loan to the servicer who's going to pay us a point or whatever the yep. servicing release premium, right? Now that servicer actually has the loan that they're servicing and they, they get paid. They can take a, about 30 basis points on average, right? You make mm -hmm. on the loan. But they had to pay a point to the bank who originated it, yep. right? Mm -hmm. So if they're only making 30 basis points, that's a little over three years before they, they even break even, yep. right? Mm -hmm. And then there's the mortgage-backed security holder, the actual the security behind it, right? Which could Those, be a big insurance company. Or, or institution institutional, like, a, uh, like a California teacher's, teacher's credit right. or, uh, retirement right. system. Or just, yep. you know, Warren Buffett or yep. whoever, maybe. Or, yep. or you could do it. It could right? be us. You could invest in Maybe that's and, what we should do. No, well, no right money now. in it. No, I'm not getting, I'm not getting <laughs> bonds right now. Um uh, so, you know, th so there's, and then those mortgage backed securities, they're, they're having, you know, they they want to make money. That's why they invest. And mm -hmm. so that's why you see the spread between the 10, the 10 year, tr the treasury bonds and, uh, mortgage backed securities is so big right now mm -hmm. is because more people are investing in the bonds because they're afraid of pre early prepayment penalties. I'm sorry, early prepayments, EPOs on, uh, the mortgage backed securities, because, we know rates come down, they go back up. Yep. They come down, they go back up. And there's actually, you know, if there's a recession on the horizon, which I believe there probably is, um, rates will start to come down they a little will. bit, right? Because yeah. the Fed has been, I think, a little too heavy-handed on mm -hmm. their on their cuts. Uh, they're going to do another 75 basis points on November 2nd. Um, but I think some good economic news is going to be released in October mm -hmm. when it comes to inflation. Mm -hmm. uh, for the month-over-month -month CPI, uh, they're going to be replacing... Uh, last uh october's with this october's and last october was 0.6 percent mm -hmm. if you had, so this kind of, you know if you add it all up it comes out to like 6.7 percent year over year inflation but i think it's going to be replaced by a lot smaller number which will put that average back down a little bit which mm -hmm. would, i think will help the fed say okay what we're doing is working we're driving inflation down so that comes out the 10th i believe of november 2022 mm -hmm. so we'll have to see and if anybody's watching this podcast after that they can check my work that's right that. <laughs> so I, I i'm actually so i'll give you a prediction yeah. I, I think by march of 2023 they will probably see rates back down in the fives I would, I would, I would expect that myself. Yeah. And I Maybe. would want them to stay there, yeah, because that will help with the liquidity in the mortgage mm -hmm, market, mm -hmm. right? And it's healthy. It's healthy, mm -hmm. and it's a healthy growth, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we don't be careful what you wish for. If you have rates back down at two and a half percent, it's because there's another pandemic, mm -hmm. there's a bad recession, mm -hmm. or there's a war. Mm -hmm. We don't want any of those, mm -hmm. right? We yeah. want good, slow economic growth. Rates at 2 and 3% are not healthy for really anyone. They're not you know, because, it, because it, it uh, drives demand too, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you saw the appreciation we saw in Austin mm -hmm. in 2021 is what is mm -hmm. it, 35% it's, average. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not, not sustainable. sustainable. Mm -hmm. It's not, it, and it won't work. Um, you know, I love Austin though. Mm -hmm. And you know, people ask me, but how's Austin gonna do in a recession? How mm -hmm. is Austin, you know, doing with all this? And the business has slowed down. Mm -hmm. It's still better than some most years. Mm -hmm. You know, we're at almost four months worth of inventory, still a buyer's market. That's yeah. Four and, months is not a lot of inventory. Is, I think this is an opportunity mm -hmm. for people too, right? Mm -hmm. 